Now speak in the name of God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. One of the questions I've been asked fairly regularly in the two months, precisely two months, since I left the Church of England and was licensed to this ministry area, is along the lines of, where have you come from? Or, where are you from? It's a difficult question, isn't it? Or it's a collection of several different questions linked together. And I'm never quite sure which of the questions is being asked. So I'm going to give some of the possibilities. It might be, where do you live? Bargoid. Where did you drive here from? Literally, where have you just come from? Well, Bargoid Vicarage. Where did you join the church in Wales from? Well, the Church of England. Where did you live before moving to Wales? Well, that's where did you come from, isn't it? Guernsey. Where were you born? That's also, ultimately, where, where did you come from? Where are you from? Well, Reading in Berkshire. Where are you from? Could encompass all of these questions and so many more. What a simple but difficult question for each of us, in fact. And of course, there, there are so many other answers which could be given. My mother's womb, the stork, God, probably various other ones. I'll be told I've forgotten about over coffee after mass. Where do you come from? An emotive question, as I've realised throughout my ministry so far in Cornwall, Surrey, Guernsey, and now in the Valleys. And, of course, as a football fan, the related question is, which is your team? Something I'm not too keen on admitting with the way we're doing at the moment. Where do you come from? Related closely to, where do you belong? Where is home? As a priest, having moved through several dioceses and provinces of the Anglican Communion and having explored the possibilities of ministry in many others, the question of home is quite a tricky one. Before training for ordination, I'd lived in the same house for about 20 years. I'd lived in the same town for all of my life. Since then, of course, there's been several moves. And now I can't even say the Church of England is home. Because it's not, I've left it and joined the Church in Wales. On different levels, we relate to belonging to one thing or another. But where is truly home? Where do we really belong? In the Benedictine tradition, Great emphasis is placed on stability, which is why, unlike the Franciscans, for example, Benedictine monks and nuns generally remain in the same community for the rest of their life. Indeed, when I was admitted as a probationer for becoming an oblate of Alton Abbey, the prior made that point to me, that in the midst of moving throughout ministry, this abbey could be considered home, a constant. 
or words to that effect anyway. In the same way as a member of the Sodality of Mary, Mother of Priests, a dispersed community of priests around the world, we belong to that community, we have a base, we have a link together. Having said all that though, many of us can have a tendency to get almost obsessed with what we belong to. A football club, a parish church, a denomination, a particular churchmanship, the community in which I grew up, the school or university I attended, and so on. And that could become our focus. We relate to being in that particular group at the expense of all else. Indeed, we see this to some extent in the Gospel reading today. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. What a damning description of Jerusalem. Jerusalem, the city that kills prophets. Thirty years ago, we just left Grahamstown, Makanda in South Africa for the last time. And when you drive into that city, you'd see Grahamstown, the city of saints. Jerusalem, the city that kills prophets. Not got quite the same ring, has it? Jerusalem, a dodgy place by the sound of it from that description. Elsewhere in the Gospels, of course, there's another phrase about another place. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Obsessions about background, history, meaning of a particular place or context. And the suggestion that because you come from that place or that background, everything must always be the same there. That background's like that. People who come from there must be like that. There's no choice. That's just how it is. Forever and ever. World without end. I've seen it in schools I've worked in. Young people from this or that place being tarred with a negative brush because of their background. No aspirations, no hope, just because of where they're from. Literally told, where well, you're from here, you'll never come to much. What's that about? I'm sure we've all come across it sometimes. And indeed, the question of where are you from can immediately cause judgment of the person based on the answer. You're from this place, therefore you must be like that. You're from this place, you must be like that. Before you've even got to know someone. With that in mind, think of today's epistle. I ask again, where are you from? Where do you belong? And I suggest the answer for followers of Jesus must be different. Because we are reminded that as Christians, things have changed. Where we are from, what our background happens to be, is unimportant. Rather, our citizenship, our belonging, is in heaven. We might have been born in Wales, or England, or Cornwall, 
or further afield. Our passport might say the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland. It might say British Islands, Bailiwick of Guernsey. It might or might not make reference to the European Union, depending on when it was issued. Elsewhere in the world, it might say Russia or Ukraine. But for Christians, what that passport says is not important, because first and foremost, we are citizens of heaven, not members of one or other group wanting to dominate another. And it is through that, our citizenship of heaven, rather than anything with our background, that we receive Jesus Christ as Saviour. It is through being citizens of heaven that we are transformed, redeemed. It is through being citizens of heaven that we can become more like Jesus. So often we can forget that, getting more and more caught up in our earthly backgrounds. One country trying to invade, dominate and take over another. One community distrusting a neighbouring community. Catholics distrusting evangelicals and vice versa. Every parish trying to build its own kingdom at the expense of neighbouring parishes. But that is not what we are about. We might be living in this world, but we are not of this world. We are citizens of heaven. Jesus seems to be reflecting upon it in the Gospel. The people of Jerusalem are not quite getting it. Not quite getting what he's doing. And so Jesus laments that, having tried to gather his followers together, tried to gather the people of Jerusalem together, they wouldn't listen, and rather would just wander off in different directions with different agendas. As Christians, we need to gather together. We need to put aside our differences. We need to celebrate what we have in common, working together to build up and receive the kingdom of God. Joining this new ministry area, this new way of organising the church in Wales, seems a bit foreign and strange in some ways. Indeed, I'm still trying to get my head around quite how it works and how it's meant to work. But our focus is, and must always be, on our citizenship in heaven through Jesus Christ. If that is our focus, if that is what joins us together, we can let go of so many of the distractions and confusions that so often divide us. And instead, embrace new possibilities through the power of the Holy Spirit. Where do you come from? God. We are fellow citizens of heaven. As we journey through Lent, let us ponder 
what that means for our faith and our lives. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.